pour me a little vino. Which one? Anyone. Pick one. I'll do Bruce Wayne. Yeah, how you like that? That gets you going. Hyping me. Miriam Tazi in the house. What's up, Malcolm Riddle? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> really? And we, got, yeah. and we got my main man, Brandon Alter, back in the hot seat. What's going on, rerun? You know it. I'm just jamming. I thought I'd, I thought I'd bring it back. Hmm. Inspirational, you know. Survivor. Rocky 3. You seen it? Is that the one with uh, Drogo or whatever? Absolutely not. Uh, You've already started off on a bad uh, bad foot. I've seen the first one. This is Rocky 3 with uh, Mr. T, Clubber Lang. That's what's up. So anyway, since these two uh, have a lot to say, people, welcome to another show of American Riddle. I appreciate you tuning in. I was trying to get things pumped up here with Eye of the Tiger, something from my childhood. But uh, these two uh, uh, 90s uh, children just aren't feeling it. So I'm punch dancing in my head. You just can't see it. You are? Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't want to look into your eyes too long. Thanks. <laughs> That's just going to yeah. make things weird. Yeah, I was going to say, I get a little weirded out, especially with the piece of hair coming down like what was the what was the what was the little child's name in Popeye Sweet Pea and the little piece that came down you know that was a uh, that's what my great grandfather would call me so thanks for saying that yeah so yeah we're on to a next episode I do appreciate everyone tuning in and uh, yeah I'm just coming off the road let me uh, turn this down a little bit I do want to hear it I used to love this song I'm not surprised well when I was when I was a kid growing up I used to we had cassette tapes, uh-huh. so I would rec- I had it recorded and I'd put it under my pillow at night and I would just read. <laughs> did you Did you want Mister T to win? Yeah, well, he couldn't win. The cards, I know he could win. The cards were stacked up against him. You yeah, know what I mean? The Italian stallion had the to win. Brother man, you know. But no, we I we. <laughs> who who you who do you represent? We my my family my brothers and I we all rooted for him definitely we were like yeah. I mean it was, it was just it was the best thing in the world you know when when he came out with with Rocky three we just and you have to understand too I think and when Rocky three came out I'm not going to let this play through the whole podcast I say no <laughs> yeah yeah anyway it's uh, <laughs> The uh, yeah no when it came out I was living in California so uh, it was one movie theater one cinema house as some may say and uh, it was playing and so I would just go pretty much in the evenings and 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 every weekend and watch it over and over again so I saw it many times catch the matinee and just watch it over and over again then I would listen to it I had it on a cassette tape where I would listen to it over and over again in my yeah that, I think that's what my dad would do what you're doing right now Mary shake your, shake that. It's just yeah. I can't. It's just. Too I would listen much to a lot of stuff because they didn't. I don't know if they even played that song. I think I recorded it off a. Of, I don't know where it was. I put the. You know. You know those. There were like these little cassette. Boxes. Yeah, the, du- the double cassette that had like. Uh, no, you before could the double no, no, cassette. This wasn't even. This wasn't even a. Um, like it wasn't a even handle. A, yeah, it yeah. wasn't even a boombox. It was like a little yeah, cassette this, recorder, <laughs> and you could record you yourself. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and so I would record stuff like show tunes. Yeah, like, off the radio, right? No, oh. it didn't even no, have a radio player. Yeah, you would put it up against something <laughs> oh, like like a radio, and then I would record stuff, and then I would loop. I would, wouldn't loop it, but I would just listen to it over and over again until I went to sleep. That was one of the songs, and I would listen to the Fall Guy with uh, Lee Majors, and I would listen to that 
song, show tunes, the Dukes of Hazard theme. God forbid if my old man caught me listening to that, all hell would break Good loose. Stuff. But uh, yeah, I would listen to all that stuff. I would record commercials, movie trailers, and just listen to them because there was no, there were VCRs, but there, <laughs> I'm really dating myself. There were. Bizarre. You should see how these two are looking at me. There were VCRs yeah. back then, but we didn't have one. Okay, so you're talking what circa 19? I don't know, 82 maybe, 81, 82 ish, somewhere around there. So I would record these things. Like I remember specifically when Re- uh, Return of the Jedi came out, and they were featured on Good Morning America, and it was like uh, a little featurette and interviews. So I'd, I'd take that little cassette box. Am I boring you, man? You yawning already? And um, I'd record it, yeah. and then I would listen to it over. That was my way of reliving that experience. My childhood people. Yes, Brandon. Brandon is not. Uh, yeah. Is, <laughs> well, he used. He brought can't up, relate. No, he, of course he couldn't. No, how, how could he? No. Uh, I mean, it was. It, yeah, it was. It was. It was crazy. Star I mean, Wars was done when I was born. You know, it was over. Now you can just download it or download the trailers and look at them on your uh, your phone or whatever. But yeah, that was that was me. I'm sure someone out there listening have, has gone through this, right? I'm not the only one. It's pretty specific. Just, uh, it was be crazy. Very old person. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. It was a crazy time. But I appreciate it and I remember things. I was out selling wine. I've been this whole week I've been going uh, I've been with winemaker Bruce Walker from Starry Night Winery What's straight out of Cali. Yeah, we have a couple okay. bottles on the table today and uh that we're tasting. I don't know what Miriam mm. Tazi uh, uh the, the you know the pride <laughs> of Africa, the princess of Africa has poured us. <laughs> but uh the Bruce Wayne Ellis blend. Um, ah. Yeah, that's So that's a Merlot Cabernet Franc um, Batman style. Cabernet Sauvignon and Petit Verdot, a Bordeauxesque wine, as we, mm. as we would say. Mm. Um, Isn't of, a Bordeaux like a building or something? Out of Napa Valley, Bordeaux. Yeah. In, in this case, it's a region uh-huh. in France. So doesn't taste like a building. <clears throat> I was taste gonna it. Say. Did yeah. you taste it? I taste a little bit of it. It's pretty what good. You think? It's good. It's not too sweet. I don't like really sweet, right? No, so it, yeah. this doesn't even look like it could be sweet. But <laughs> yes, uh, doesn't even. <laughs> It's a uh, anyway. So I was out selling. We were going door to door. We hit a, a few accounts. Mm. Um, over, you know, more than a few accounts. I guess over the past this past week, and uh, one of the a lot of the, the the different wine shops play different music. Some of it's classical. Some of it's down tempo. Some rock. You know, some are edgier than you know. You just don't know the personality of each wine shop. Yeah. So I go into. Uh, I go into one wine shop. I, I was going to look and see if I know the name of the song, but I'll figure it out later. I go into one wine shop, and uh, they're playing this uh, this song from the 80s. I think it's by Journey or some, someone. And, mm. and uh, Bruce is going through his spiel. He's like, yes, no, this is the Cab Lovers, Zinfandel, blah, 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 blah. And I go, Rocky Four. <laughs> I just scream out, Rocky Four. And everyone just stops and looks at me. I was like, this song right here was on Rocky Four. <laughs> True or false? No one. Oh, crickets. Really? <laughs> I was like, no, no one's seen Rocky Four? I'm just like, come I, on, man. Rocky Four? The real crime is that people just don't recognize soundtracks anymore, man. Yeah. Who buys soundtracks anymore? Me. I love them. I, no, yeah, me too. I really, love them. Yeah, it seems like you guys are into that yeah. a lot. I really dug the uh, Gone Girl soundtrack. I love soundtracks. Yeah. 
That's a good, that's a great soundtrack. That's a good soundtrack. Right? Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. It made Kirk, the, it was Kirk actually Reznor, yeah. that was actually one of the, I think I talked about this on the podcast. That was what I thought was one of the stars of the film was the music. The, the ability to build a soundtrack is a big part of making a movie. And a lot in of this, people don't care anymore. In this story with Rocky, it okay. really didn't build the story. It was just oh. journey, and it was the eighties. And I was like, yeah, you guys remember, right? Rocky Four. he had the robot. Remember the robot with the wide head? You guys probably don't remember. It was like, uh, yeah, it was. no one remembers that. So I had to Google it and that show them and prove, prove right. to them. Well, I, well, I'm supposed to be selling wine. I'm oh. talking about a soundtrack. And, uh, yeah, but it was it was fun. Uh, you know, I was going out uh, running around. One of the things we I do, Brandon, mm-hmm. you may or may mm-hmm. not know, is I carry a bunch of wine with me, and I go door to door, and I drive all around. Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C., and Maryland. Attention must be paid. Man. It's a, it's it, a line it's, from Death of a Salesman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it's, uh, yeah. It, it's, it rings true because, um, yeah, I'm glad you said that because it's a, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, it's tricky sales is. It's not like it's you're working in a retail store where, it's, you know, you're waiting on people to, to come to you. Mm-hmm. It's more you're going out and you're presenting something and you have a, a very small amount of time to do so. And you don't want to bring too many wines and, you know, just lose it. You know, you don't want to, I, you know, I hate bringing more than six wines That's on the lot, road with it's me. not the only time they're tasting, too. Yeah, so we... How do you, how do you carry them? Do you just kind of, like, sort no, of... No, I don't cradle them. Bag. You have a big cradle? I have a wine oh. bag, yeah. <laughs> I carry a wine bag. Sometimes people have... professional. He has a wine bag. Some people have wine cases, carry-on cases like you do when you're going on an airplane with the yeah. mm-hmm. with the wheels and you all You ever that, have but, too much wine in your hands and you have to wave somebody to hold an elevator for you and then it closes no. right in your face because you, and you that has happened <laughs> that has happened like when when you do events sometimes and you're loading up and you have to go up and down stairs or elevators and if you have multiple cases but no no oh, okay that doesn't happen i travel light i'm like de niro in heat you know i travel light except and he carries a gun and you're carrying a wine. i carry a wine key <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it it's similar yeah. that's it and uh yeah so we um we were hitting uh, a bunch of places. Like I said before, Miriam and I were talking. Did 160 miles yesterday. That's crazy. 160. That's a lot of yeah, and those were mainly those were mainly prospects. There were a couple appointments that were fit in, but I'd say about 85 percent were all prospecting accounts uh, going door to door. So it was a uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was a lot of legwork. But we made some inroads. Didn't get any um, any hits as uh, far as that day impulse buyers, but uh, that's that's just part of the deal. Hmm. You got to you got to plant those seeds. Yeah, you know you got to plant those seeds and then water those seeds and then uh, eventually uh, you'll start growing. You know from there, but it's uh it's 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 a process, and I think he he understands that. And well, it's also good for you know when you're the winemaker, you're on a different side of things, so it's good to be out in the field and see how things are going and feel things out literally. So it's good that he got to see things from that perspective. Yeah. No, I'm just, just laying the groundwork. And, um, I mean, I work fast, so, I mean, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't have a lot of time to play around and, uh, you know, there's different size, different facets of the wine business, uh, when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the probably, how people glamorize the wine business oh, yeah. about the food and the whining and dining and events and 
you know, the showmanship. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I just keep it in the streets these days. Blue collar wine business, that's where you're at. I'm straight up, bang it out, you know, work work the account, be as as aggressive as I can uh, at the same time uh, building that, that rapport and that relationship. And, you know, I'm bottom line now. I just want to get them to sign on the line that is dotted. You know, make the sale. Make the connection, then make the sale. Everything else is is a waste of my time. You know, as far as worrying about taking trips out to California, flying all over the place. I just want to stay grounded and in the streets to build the territory. And you can lose sight of that. You know, you can lose sight of that by going to these events and drinking and getting drunk and, you know, all that stuff. So it's it's something you have to stay focused on. And, yeah, you know, when years ago I used to, you know, definitely indulge in, in, in that. And, uh, you know, you kind of lose your focus a little bit. When you're juggling as many things as I am, I just don't have the time to play around with it. So, you know, I was, I was explaining to him the importance of just being in the streets every day. And, uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's quite the journey to, to do 160 miles, hmm. uh, you know, and, and no compensation for it. There's no pat on the back. Not that I'm looking for one. You know, the, the pat on the back for me is, you know, dropping, you know, five cases here, 10 cases there, you know, closing the deal, the art of the deal. Closing the deal. The art of the deal, the complete art of the deal, of course, is working that field, like I said, driving around and stuff like that. So it was uh, it was good. You know, we spent a lot of time in the car together. So, I mean, I've been working with Bruce now for 10 years. Yeah, you guys know each other pretty well. Yeah. I've been working with him for a while, so. It's a long relationship. Him I can stand in the car with me. It's weird because I spend so much time alone in the car. Like, any person that gets in the car, it's just it's crazy. <laughs> How about you, Brandon? You do any, any time in the car? Yeah, I'm, uh, any road trips, anything I mean, like that before you ever? Usually just uh, to New York or like Philly or something. Not yeah. too far. Out. I mean, and to Ohio. Back when I lived in Columbus, I would have to drive back and forth here and uh, from DC to uh, Ohio. That was pretty horrible. You had to drive through West Virginia, which is beautiful, but you never want to stop anywhere because <laughs> everybody is just a fucking awful person there. That's not true. That's true. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> I'm sure, the people of West Virginia are lovely people. Why, why don't you like people from West Virginia? I'm curious. Was that a joke? What? Yeah, I was just, I was just joking. <laughs> Although a, it's funny, they got a, a very they have a, they have a Negro Mountain at the uh, very uh, edge of the border between uh, Maryland. A Negro Negro Mountain. Yeah, a big old green sign on the side of the road. Wait, really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't understand that. What do you mean? Like, why do they call it that? I don't know. It's just it's written down there. I'm a just bl- saying that's West Virginia. A black mountain. I'm saying that's West Virginia, man. Hmm. Yeah, well, that brought a lot to the story. Um, moving right along. <laughs> I don't know why you kept asking me to talk about it. No, I was just curious. That's all. I was just trying to pull something out of you two, both of you guys. I was giving you something. It just wasn't weird. Very, yeah. very weird. Uh, anyway, people, I was trying to give you some insight, and obviously I'm having a hard time here getting some excitement out of these oh, two. Lord. I don't know what it is. Miriam Tazi's hunched over. She's not herself. I'm a Brandon little hungover Alter. from yesterday. Usually I'm all about talking about the wine business. So Brandon weird, Alter yeah. is here, and uh, yeah, we call him Balter. He's, uh, guzzle, he's consumed his glass of wine that was poured yeah. for yeah. him. Am I supposed and to he's pour moving on else? to the next, I guess. I, don't, I guess. Are you supposed so he, to? <laughs> he did the Ellis blend. I think he's going to do a little Zinfandel, California's native grape. I can handle I can't that. can't open that. Well, here we go. The cork is Takes like a man to drink wine. To drink wine? There you go. A little zen. <laughs> Thanks. He probably meant to say uh, to open it, but it's, he's <laughs> yeah. not that sharp right now. Wink, wink. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, it's, um, it, yeah, it, 
this this business. I'm not going to even get into a rant today about the wine business. Actually, everything's been going pretty smooth. Like I'm starting to, you know, see uh, the uh, the the territory itself start to open up and blossom. And it's you know, it just takes time. It does. You got you disappeared for a while, so now you're back, and it's just you got to re. Is that really how you're holding the glass? <laughs> how the hell was I going to reach it without breaking it? I, I grabbed her oh, by the you rim. Just, you could see she was not having any of that. Yeah, I was surprised. I That's grabbed, all. I grabbed it's just not such a connoisseur. <laughs> He's so barbaric Grab, before. I, I was going to use that term, barbarian. Yeah, I didn't want to. <laughs> For those of you listening, I grabbed the, the wine, the, the very nice stemware, the crystal stemware, by the rim of the glass. Yeah, open-handed, mm-hmm. closed-handed. Mm. That's part of her dowry. Don't you can't mishandle that. What? <laughs> I mean. Never mind. See, that's nice. <laughs> that's that is a nice uh, blend right there. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Cab Franc. Yeah, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, and also, just to close on the wine business, speak talk. Uh, it's not something that you moonlight in. I mean, it's it's not part time. It's uh, it's something you have to. Any business, I mean, any be, anything that be, you do, yeah. you have to you, you have to submerge yourself in it, no matter how many hours you spend in it. Well, also, the people that work in the business, their hours are kind of strange. You know, like a two to eight, or like a. I don't know, like they work till 11 or whatever. That's when they finally start getting to their emails at 11 o'clock at night. And you're like, this one like shot right up my nose. I don't know what it, what it is. Zinfandel. Mm. It's good. That yeah. means he doesn't like it. <laughs> what? Uh, no, I said it was good. Yeah. It's on the mic. Yeah. Zins are good. Mm. Zins, zins are, I'm just zins saying are when fun. I, when I took a big sniff, it was like, bam. Yeah. Uh, well, fruit. Don't take it to the head. Don't shoot it. Brandon Alter. Savor. It goes right up, right up there. But yeah, speaking of uh, moon, I guess it doesn't have anything to do with moonlighting, but uh, when I think of moon, I think of space. We all went to go see Interstellar, right? Interstellar, Christopher Nolan's new movie. And we're going to talk a little bit about films the rest of this podcast, people. So, uh, there there may be some spoilers in this, but we're just going to talk wherever it takes us. It takes us. So, um, I would say. Spoiler alert. That's that's how you would say it, right? I don't, you know, I think, I think, I think, you know. No. There's enough content out there on the internet that it's not. There aren't there aren't many secrets. That's true, and you know? you know we should you know never try and like spoil something directly and maliciously. But no, but I do want to talk about the film and what what I thought about it, and I'm curious. I know we've talked, we've all talked offline about it, uh, but uh, inner inter. I always say inner. Mm. I don't know why. Let me see if I can pull. What up did my you mean to say? I don't know what you. Computer. Interstellar. I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, I'm not enunciating. In, inter, inter, interstellar inter. by Christopher Nolan, written by Christopher Nolan and his brother Jonathan Nolan, starring Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, and Jessica Chastain. Just, is that how you pronounce it? Chastain. How did you pronounce it? Why are you laughing? Close enough. I, oh. I didn't do ch. You guys did the ch. I went sh. She, she said like Shasta. Chastain. So the... Like the chast- the like the story the, the story is about a team of explorers that travel through a wormhole. In Not it. just explorers, scientists. Yes, that's that's important. Well, this is just all written. the heroes. This is are direct, scientists. This man. is directed from them. This is what oh. they authorize. So it says, "Okay, a team man, of all right." Explorers. I just wanted to make a point here. Uh, that travel through a wormhole in an attempt to find a potential uh, habit habitable ugh. habitable planet. Good God, say that. Hit it. I mean. Habitable? You can say it either way. <laughs> Habitable. Habitable. Good, I'm good. Habitable. Say Habitat. Habitable. Yes, so they're trying to find a new planet for uh, you know for humanity, all of humanity, because Earth itself has been ravaged uh, uh, you know, and is no longer able to produce uh, 
uh, crops on global Earth. Warming. It's global and warming. It never really gets into it, which I liked. It, it just it basically just this is the this is the story. This is the problem, yeah. and this is what we need to do. And smash cut to the next. You're scene. right. It's not preachy. It's just like Earth is effed. Yeah. We're not going to get into why. We're just going to get into the solution. Mm. And I like that. I liked it a lot. I thought it moved well. It is. Uh, it is damn near uh, three hours long. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, it says right here, 169 minutes. Uh, but I think it's me. I personally, I think it's a, a, a sci-fi epic film on on many levels. Uh, is it a masterpiece? Something that will be talked about um, years from now? You know, I don't know. For me, I think it's going to go down as one of Nolan's best. Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. Uh, you know, pieces of work. I can agree about that. Uh, but uh, just all in all, I was I was blown away. Uh, you know, just visually and the the storytelling of it all. I think a lot of times uh, what happens is I've I've listened to some of the backlash uh, within the film community about plot holes and you know what's real and what can happen and what's not. <laughs> yeah. But overall, I think you two may agree with me. I think it's 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 a story about love, right? Yeah, like there's no plot hole in the ability of the film to convey like the relationship between a father and his daughter, and that was sort of the jux of the film. That was what it was about. And so, if you whine about all the little things that maybe science can't explain, or maybe a plot didn't, you know, wasn't as cohesive as it could have been, like you're missing the point of the movie. I agree. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I I I I. I thought that each character with one exception kind of bothered me which i haven't been vocal about let me guess uh, i want to guess topher grace's character you didn't like him no i, I didn't care too much for uh, uh anne hathaway really yeah i thought she was a distraction and i think she was just just placed there because she's anne hathaway i liked that I'm one not a big fan of hers either but i thought she did a pretty good I job i thought she did a good job but i i, I think it, that role could have went to anyone and it would yeah. have been it would have been she, she delivered like a pretty crucial speech at a certain point when she was talking about love and like it's not quantifiable and i was like that was i don't know i felt like she did it so well like I think, you don't need anybody else she did it so well like why do you why would you even think about like replacing her like the, like i think jessica chastain could have been in that role, and it would have been. <laughs> she, she was good. She played both roles, the daughter and right. the. Uh, she was excellent, right? Yeah, oh, yeah she was so good. Yeah, yeah. No, well, Anne Hathaway, to her credit, I do like her, uh, but uh, I don't know. I I I, I just sense something there. But okay. overall, for the 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 body of work, I thought it was fantastic. I thought that it 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 was very moving. I thought it was. Um, you know, I, I, I even, you know, I saw it twice. I saw it twice and both times every scene that I, uh, that, that, that was emotional the first time it was just as emotional the second time. And I plan on seeing it again. It's something. So I, the length not bothering you at all. No, no, it didn't I gotta, I gotta either. say, I, I agree. Yeah. It's, I didn't it was, even so, notice that it was three hours. No, it moved. I knew the it was pacing gonna be, was, was so like, perfect, but it yeah. was fine. And that's good storytelling. That's, yeah. that's great. That shows how competent he is as a director. Like he's made so many movies like this. He just knows what he's doing. It's great storytelling and and and, and fantastic editing as well. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. it's it's just the way you you're able to uh, know your audience and present it uh, in the right way, in the right light. And 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 each character, you know, brought something to the table. I mean, uh, Matthew McConaughey. I mean, you, you, I don't even think there's anything bad you can say about him as of late the past what. Three years, yeah, three or five years. Really, really he, changed the way. I, mean, I don't know if he's get receiving more, you know, better roles. Oh, or he whatnot. definitely is. Like, you, can, you don't <clears> get but movies he's like making Dallas, really yeah. good choices too. And um, I just, I really, really admire him. I'm glad he's 
he's taking this route. Um, I'm looking forward to mm. his future projects. You know what I mean? He's on that Oscar uh, route. He just wants to keep getting Oscars. That's what he wants. I think well, he, I, don't I don't know, know if, he... if it's Oscar. Ne- I was sorry to interrupt, but just I don't I don't think that it's necessary Oscar. Oscar. I got gotcha. I think it's really the the craft and and honing his yeah his and and no one doesn't chase because yeah. he's gotten so much better. It's always been good, but it's just he's he's jumped oh. outside of that pretty boy image. And yeah, he's, he's oh, getting yeah. some content uh, that has depth, uh, you know, within the body of work that's being presented. And he's definitely yeah he's he's on point. I mean, every, to him. yeah, you're right. Everything that he's he picks as of late, it well, just true works. detective. Yeah, that was really mud good too. mud yeah. was so good. It, yeah. That honestly didn't Dallas get that Byers big. Club yeah. was really good too. I mean, all of those like all. And he has yeah. so much, and he has a lot of range, you know, a lot yeah. of emotional well, range. That, in that was a really touching scene with his son in the videos and stuff. Very much so. That, that oh, and then like at the end when the daughter came on, yeah. So yeah, oh. and for those of you listening, dimension. yeah, so those of you listening <laughs> that have not seen the movie, uh, Matthew McConaughey plays a. Is he, he's a retired astronaut because Earth he's, and a reluctant farmer, which I kind of love that he he grows all this stuff, but he hates farming. Yeah, Earth is 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 now in a. Finds itself in a in, in an era where there's no armies, uh, there's no real mm. technology. I Too mean, many people are dead. There's some, but it's just it's it's nothing. It's just a, yeah. a world where people need solutions and farmers. Yeah, there is like a blight, and it basically is killing off one plant at a time, like one whole like species of plants mm-hmm. at a time, until like all they can grow is corn. Because everything else dies if you try and grow it, and even corn is starting to die, and they just they're screwed. There's yeah. no food left on Earth. And 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 that being said, there's a, a a scene where I guess they're now grooming children to you know succeed the uh, you know the aftermath or to try to mm. salvage anything that's left. I got a scene right here where, where I'll play. This is a scene where. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, he has two children, son and a daughter, and he's going to the school, I guess, to, uh, uh, I guess, uh, his daughter. Let's see what her name is. Which, who does she play? Murph. Yeah, Murph. Because Murphy's Law. That was the uh, the joke that, you know, it was like, uh, whatever can happen will happen. Murph, yeah. Murph is played by two people in this movie. One, Mackenzie Fo- uh, Foy. No, I guess three people. You have the little girl, the, I guess... 30 year old and then the older lady ah, oh yes, right. i always yeah i forgot about that you're right so, i have no idea so, who played the older lady so uh, mckenzie mckenzie foe i guess that's how you pronounce her name jessica chastain and then there's a, a older version as well Ellen burns bernstein so in this clip right here this movie, is yeah. matthew mcconaughey visiting the school and this kind of sets up the movie and where earth is uh in the uh I'm assuming the not too distant future. Let's take a listen. Murph is a great kid. She's really bright, but she's been having a little trouble lately. She brought this in to show the other students the section on the lunar landings. Yeah, it's one of my old textbooks. She always loved the pictures. It's an old federal textbook. We've replaced them with the corrected versions. Corrected? Explaining how the Apollo missions were fake to bankrupt the Soviet Union. You don't believe we went to the moon? I believe it was a brilliant piece of propaganda that the Soviets bankrupted themselves, pouring resources into rockets and other useless machines. Useless machines? And if we don't want a repeat of the excess and wastefulness of the 20th century, then we need to teach our kids about this planet, not tales of leaving it. 
You know, one of those useless machines they used to make was called an MRI. And if we had any of those left, the doctors would have been able to find the cyst in my wife's brain before she died instead of afterwards. And then she'd have been the one sitting there listening to this instead of me, which had been a good thing because she was always the, the calmer one. Wow. Pretty powerful, huh? <clears throat> Again, him dem- demonstrating his range and also setting up for how people are set in the uh, in in the future. I mean, it's it kind of rings true to today. And one of the things that I've noticed, I noticed about the film itself, like I said just now, it, it parallels a lot of kind of the theories of today, conspiracy theories uh, of today, but also how in this film, and I, I think this was probably a uh, uh, something that Nolan specifically uh, cut out of the film, probably so it, when you view it five and t- ten years from now, you didn't see any tablets, any cell phones. You Not didn't one. see mm-hmm. very, very little computer, mm. anything relating to a computer outside of what's in the spaceship. Right. Uh, well, no, he, he had like a laptop, but it was pretty nondescript. It would be yeah. a hard thing to describe was, to his laptop. It was focused on the individual, yeah. on the story, on the people. And, uh, you know, I like that. I like that a lot about the film. Uh, it was, uh, in that scene right there, you know, when they're talking about, uh, how, um, how the, they believe that, uh, the, the, the missions to the moon weren't for, you know, were faked. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was one of those scenes where you almost have to, you almost gasp. You know, you just like you, it's it it. There's talk of it today, right? Mm-hmm. You guys know, you guys. Yeah, but okay. it's conspiracy theory. They're not teaching it to kids in school. You know, that's what yet. Was, yeah. You know what I mean? They, it's not stuff like that is not far fetched. There's a lot of stuff that they don't teach. Well, it's, it's far fetched as long as there's stories about you know landings on comets like just happened. Like you can't you can't gloss over that you when know, we're doing it. If, if you go if you go right down the road, you know, thirty miles from here in Fairfax County, you go um, uh, west. Out to you know Manassas, yeah. Prince William County. You know Robert E. Lee is a hero. Yeah. You know what I mean. There's schools named after Robert E. Lee. Yeah. You know what I mean. Everything that they stood for. You know that's why you stay in the more liberal areas closer to D.C. Well, it's not just that. It's just you can you can. I don't I don't believe that there's any part of where we are as a society is that far off from what you what you saw. No, in this film. I mean. You're definitely right that, like, in a crisis, it's almost understandable that they would do stuff like that that would focus inward because it's, you know, it almost feels like a waste to focus outward when, you know, everybody's suffering so much. Yeah, and, you know, it's a... uh, Also in the film that we saw that I thought drew parallel to today's um, life that we live, it was the... um, When they talked about NASA, how they closed NASA down, the space... You know, stations and the exploration teams. Well, how they continued in hiding, basically. Yeah, well, they had to. We well, couldn't go say you spend billions of dollars on something while people are starving. Yeah, well, I mean, look at what's going on now. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's the it, Europeans it, are doing cooler stuff than us. Yeah, we, we don't have any. We don't have any space program. We, already, we have right? to pay Russia to fly out of Kazakhstan. Mm. That's what we do. Yeah, so it it it, it kind of uh, 
Uh, wow, We're so getting there. No, it's we kind are. Of morose. When you start thinking about it like that, it's just like you got you know. SpaceX and like you know they're crashing once in a while, but like they're still getting somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's a it, you know I don't know maybe it's just me, but it 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 uh, it definitely you know makes me look at. Uh, Look at where we are and where we're going. So it's not far fetched that if they want to change something within a, a you know, a, you know, within a, 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 a school book, you know, as simple as something that they're teaching, but, it's not hard for anyone to do. But yes. think about your it's school not science books. fiction. You know what I mean? The stuff that you probably learned in history back in the day, you know, or yeah, Columbus was a hero, <clears throat> right? It's not a lot of the history that I learned growing up. Anyway, I'm learning that it's not the truth. They also you know? never talk and about so, the Holocaust in a lot of schools. No. Things like that. Mm. They just gloss over in World War II. They don't talk about slavery. Oh, God, yeah. They like, don't. It's ridiculous. I did in my school, but it's just not. There are certain things that just, you know, just the theory of evolution and all these things where it's just it's, it's kind of that same mentality of, like, what do you believe? So my point was, like, how... <laughs> how no, but like, I'm with you. Just, I agree, yeah. Just people take it to that level and it's like, do you believe the Apollo, you know... Facts are becoming a lot less factual nowadays. You got to do your own research. I just don't trust everything that's being taught in schools. There's such a curriculum and it's just like, you know, it's very controlled in its own way. But then the Internet kind of like you lose that. So, yeah, we should just put our kids in front of the Internet when they're six years old and just be done with it. (laughs) They already are. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, my point with bringing that up was. You know, what is science fiction within the film itself? And I think people are grading this film as a science fiction movie. Okay. But, but the right. reality of it is it's not so much science fiction. It's more more closer to, to reality than what you think, well, especially the ever so present um, theme of love within that film yeah. and how far you would go for the ones that you so, love. So the passage of time should have nothing to do with the human condition and what makes us a per- like what makes us people like what makes us human and that's why science fiction is always great because no matter how far in the future you go you're still going to be able to make a movie about humans being you know human to each other yeah. and it's you know everybody can relate to that and like if you're making a good movie if you're a competent filmmaker like Christopher Nolan he understands that like Science fiction is just a genre, just like any other genre. You can, but like the story you tell is what's important. And I looked at the the, the body of work as the the, the 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 space, the planets, the black hole. That I, I kind of looked at that as the backdrop. You know what I mean? It, it really wasn't what moved the story forward. No. Had you know, had had something to do with it. Yes, you know, I get it. And there's stuff that I don't completely understand, like wormholes. Uh, mm. You know all the different theories that are presented and all that. But, but you don't need to, to understand the theme of that movie. No, no, no. And, and you know, it, you could nitpick it to death, but overall you're right. I think we're all in agreement that, uh, that, that, yeah, the, 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 the story of love just, it resonates and you know, how far would you go? How far would you travel? And what would save you do? Save your kids yeah. to save everybody on the earth. Yeah. Save, 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 you know, the, you know, plan A everyone. Plan yes. B. Yeah. Yeah, have a fist fight on some planet. That was awesome. That was weird. <laughs> you didn't like the fist fight between. Uh, that was a little weird. I just it, I, Matt Damon just was totally just totally caught me off guard. It was a very but weird kind of. Yeah. But I had a bad feeling about him. Oh yeah, definitely. They 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 foresh- there was some foreshadowing in it was, there. It was yeah. It was it was. I thought it was well done. Well well acted. You know, I think yeah. everything was uh, was uh, presented. You know the timing was was impeccable. I, there was stuff in the film that I had no idea. There were people in the film I had yeah. no idea that were going to be in it. None, no, no clue whatsoever. What did you think about the uh, music? 
I loved it. So well, I very it, classical, well, almost like ballet. I saw it twice, and I'm going to see it a third time, if not a fourth time. I saw it the first time in IMAX mm-hmm. uh, digital, and then I saw it mm-hmm. the second time in 35-millimeter film. And it's two completely different experiences. In the IMAX version, yes, everything was very crisp, large, which I loved, and I'm glad I saw that the first time. And the music was almost... Uh, thunderous. It was. It almost drowned out yeah. a lot of the, uh, you know, a, a lot of the voices and the, uh, uh, a lot of the uh, interactions with the people because it was just so loud. There were certain scenes, and I, I, I found that distracting. That definitely happens when yes. I go to Udvar Hazy to see movies. Yeah. Yes, I found that as a distraction the first time. The second time I saw it in thirty-five millimeter, completely different film. Com- it looks, That's how I saw it. Yeah, looks different. It's a little bit more grainy. Remember, yeah. you and I went, and it was uh, a very grainy. Uh, there were there were a lot of shadows in the eyes that I didn't see. Uh, it it had that. It had a very cool quality to it. The music was more integrated within the film and balanced. Could mm-hmm. it just be the theater. I don't. I don't know. The the, the IMAX theater is it's just it's it's just subwoofer. It's it's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't really gone to see any IMAX which, recently. I'm kind of over it. Which I love that. I love that. Uh, but a film like this, when it comes out, it's an experience. Therefore, I always say I'm going to see it at least three times when something like this comes out. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, so far I'm I'm, I'm up two. I did that with Inception. I didn't do it with this one though, and I think it was because the ending was a lot more sort of conclusive, and I was just I was really happy with it Satisfied. the first time. I didn't feel You're like right. I needed to keep going. You're right. Inception, it, you you were looking for. I wanted to find more plot holes. I, that one actually you were begged looking for the to, you know, Easter eggs it. and all that stuff, and you were looking for yeah. stuff and trying to figure out put the pieces. Of the it reminded me of when I went to go see Memento. Which is another great film, yeah. by but like Christopher Interstellar Hill. isn't anything like either of those movies, but it's also like obvious that because of those movies he's more experienced and can make this kind of movie yeah memento uh there's nothing gimmicky about interstellar it's just good it just does what it needs to do memento was a really good movie came out in 2000 Mm -hmm. guy pierce carrie ann moss joey pants as they call him pantaleo whatever his name is yeah all, he was he was on Truman Show. That's what I remember. Oh, awesome! And if you haven't seen that, definitely oh, so uh, good. Stream it, download it, go buy it. I own it on Blu-ray. It's like the uh, best kind of thriller detective story. It's great. It's awesome. I saw it in a movie theater when it came out, and it's about a man suffering from short-term memory loss, and he uses notes and tat. We've all seen it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He uses notes and tattoos <laughs> yeah. uh, to to you know recover. His, uh, his loss of memory. While he tries to hunt down the killer of his wife. What's cool about that film is it, it plays in reverse. Mm-hmm. So it, it ends. Every five minutes, you get the five minutes before that last five minutes. It is an awesome movie because the man is pretty much hell-bent on revenge uh, for the loss of his wife, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to piece together all those puzzles. And you as a viewer, I mean, it's just captivating because we're just looking at this film and you're mesmerized by every scene. And the thing about it, every scene means something. It was as if he, I don't even know, I, I would love to know how long he worked on this film. You should listen to some of the, because uh, he has like a commentary over the movie. On, I remember on DVD, I would listen to all the time, and it was just amazing to hear about how just he was involved in the editing of it, just how much labor yeah. was involved in I'm the sure. post production. Because sure. like he shot it all forward, 
and then he basically had he wasn't it wasn't like Tarantino who like shoots it all in the crazy order and then figures it out. Yeah. He shot it all forward and then figured out how he can like revert, but he'd written it backwards already, so it's just Weird. super complicated to edit. Wow. And this is a, this is another original screenplay and script? Yeah, by him and his brother. Quite the talent. Team, wow. Huh? Yeah. He doesn't always like, you know, uh, I don't think I mean, I think well, no, I guess they did the Batman movies too. So it might be every movie that he's done, he's done like that. Well, the Batman movies were based on I mean, there's there's some material, but like it's pretty different, you know. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is pretty much an invention of the movie, creative, you know, liberties to make changes or additions. Yeah, I mean, I guess the backstory, but like every every one of the movies was pretty original. But this this film, uh, Memento. I mean, when it came out, I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah, no, like I went in as I do with most films, and his especially. I don't do any research. I might read a headline. You know, of a review or something like that, but I don't read the actual review. I might yeah. just read the headline just to tease myself. I don't know why I do that, <laughs> but I do it with a lot of most films. And then I go in just based on one or two trailers. That this particular one didn't know anything about it. <laughs> I went in and you know, like I said, it was it, it was amazing. I mean, let's listen to this clip. This is a clip between uh, Guy Pierce this- and Carrie Ann Moss oh, okay. uh, discussing how he sees his now departed wife, how he remembers her and how he's dealing with, you know, his memory loss. So let's, uh, let's listen to this clip. Tell me about her again. Why? Because you like to remember her. She was beautiful. To me, she was perfect. No, don't just recite the words. Close your eyes and remember her. You can just feel the details. The bits and pieces you never bothered to put into words. And you can feel these extreme moments... Even if you don't want to. You put these together and you get the feel of a person. Enough to know how much you miss them. And how much you hate the person who took them away. Feel it right. Yeah. I mean, you're just you got you guys are just lis- listening to it. Like, what what goes on your mind when you hear that? Do you don't you just want to watch it again? Is yeah. it just me? I'm, I must have watched this movie like 50, 50 or more times. Yeah, I, I have mean, actually seen this amazing. movie quite a few times, and I don't really watch movies over and over again. Yeah, this one same. was fascinating to me. So it's just like a riddle, you know. It's really yeah. It was incredibly fun to try and unravel like yeah. the exact sort of meaning behind the ending of the movie and sort of figure out what was going on during the movie because it's just it's so unclear and shot in a way that like leaves it open to so much speculation it was it was like what m night Shyamalan wishes he could make a movie ah, like. i'm glad you brought his name up like it's funny that you brought his name like up. Shyamalan wishes that like <laughs> he could do something that good i think i, I believe Shyamalan 
can do something that good. It's funny. Well, Sixth brought- Sense was that good, but nothing else he's ever done has been that well, good. Well, so hold haters. on now, there, Mister Br- Brandon. No- Alter. Oh, okay. Tell me, uh, tell me another. Well, let me just let me wait, right. let me just back up okay. a little. Let me just back up a little bit. I'm glad you brought his name up because I remember watching uh, Inter- Interstellar, and I'm watching it. And I'm, as I left the theater. I was the first person who I thought about was M. Night Shyamalan. Oh. I was like, oh, I wish he would have made this movie. Hmm. I really wish he would have <laughs> made because I, I'm a big fan of his work and him and his style, his storytelling. Uh, yeah, he's had a couple misses, but uh, and some would argue more than a couple. Uh, uh, he's but, more failures than than uh, successes. But I'm say. I'm in his camp, and I believe that his best work is ahead of him. That I, might for, be true. Yeah. For some reason, I, I I believe in him. I don't. I think he has talent. I just think he's he gets bogged down in horrible scripts, and and that's why I was thinking. I was like, man, what if he was presented this and he did this in the same fashion, uh, and you know took it away you know what i mean just ran with it uh, would it be the same film some would question it you know uh, or let's let's just say it is the same film excuse me and in a in an alternate universe exact same film and at the end of the movie when the credits rolled a film by M. Night People Shyamalan. wouldn't like it as much, I bet you. I wonder if that would have been now, the case. And that's now, the argument I was having with Now this. I know you're right about it because remember in that uh, movie about the uh it was like the devil in some elevator or something. I like that movie. He, he, well, it was. Well, I think it might just been called Devil or something like that. And it like was. it said, like produced by M Night Shyamalan. He didn't even direct it. He just helped produce. He helped pay for it from the mind. And like <laughs> people booed during the trailer from the just, mind just because it said that. And it's like he's one. He's not writing it. He's not even directing it. And people hated the fact that there was a trailer of it just because his name was attached to it. And it was a pretty good movie. Uh, I, never, I never actually saw it, but I, lo- I thought the trailer made it look pretty good. So, yeah, it was good. I like those kind of creepy movies. It was good, actually. I liked it. Uh, I like that. I, I would like one day for someone to, from the mind of Malcolm Riddle. From the mind of J. Malcolm Riddle. I like yeah, the sound of that. Go get hooked up with J.J. Uh, Abrams or something. From there. the mind of Brandon Alter. A porno like you've never seen before. It would be. It would win all of the porno The mustache, The mustachioed nerd is back. Yeah. Hey. Why don't you look at a, why don't you Google yourself a picture of John Waters and let me know, you know, one of the most successful American directors of all time, a Baltimore son, and he has the weirdest ass mustache ever. Yeah, it's creepy <laughs> but as let, fuck. But let, but let, yeah, he does. But he's so goddamn talented, so you really can't read a man by his mustache. Well, I think mustaches are I'm a... so defensive. I think... Mu- I'm listen. Be, I'm trying to make a point here. Again, I'm glad he brought this up. Mu- <laughs> I didn't fa- bring it up. Facial hair is a key component... I believe to a great director, to great filmmakers. If you look at some of the greatest filmmakers of our time, they've had facial hair, with some exception, yeah, Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, no, I would. I, guess I don't Marty, know. Marty did have one back in the day. Yes, <laughs> yes. he did. He and his had eye- a beard, mustache, yeah. and his eyebrows are basically both just two mustaches <laughs> okay. above his eyeballs. Spielberg came into his own he under the beard and mustache. I think when he did Jaws, he didn't have it. George Lucas had, Lucas uh, had the goatee, the, yeah. the beard. Uh, Coppola. Beard and mustache, okay. Uh, really Kubrick, beard and mustache. I'm just saying. I just, I just. That's I, all like the old Hollywood, like you know, <laughs> elite though. Like nobody now, like Wes Anderson, clean shaven, no, no, baby yeah, face, it's, it's Ed, Edgar Wright, clean shaven. Yeah, I'm just naming yeah, all, all the yeah. big directors no, now. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But I'm just saying. I believe there a is style. a power. You're right. I believe there is a power where some must don facial hair. 
to complete their cycle to it, greatness. And I've said this before. It makes I, you look more like a leader, and directors got to lead. This is going on record at 4.26 p.m. today, okay? Time of death? Was no, it, what are we doing? <laughs> that if I'm saying this for the right. record. When M. Night Shyamalan, when he grows facial hair <laughs> and directs, a film, he I might, guarantee to you, that's going to be the. Tra- it, this sounds like a mad. He might not talk. be able to. He might Mariam not be able is, to grow any facial hair. Miriam is Maybe looking not. at me like I'm. I'm. I'm insane. As she always does. <laughs> as she always does. I've seen mm. this look time and time again in the studio, uh, but uh, I believe that if M Night Shyamalan grows facial hair for whichever film that he comes out with, you, that's going to be the turning of the tide. You know what? Oh, no. I, you heard I it here first. Yeah. I would be a hater if I didn't mention the fact that he did do one of my all-time favorite movies, Unbreakable, with Bruce Willis. It is one of my favorites. That's a and that's film. It's that so is good. a film. And we can't, like, people forget about that because he's done so much crap, but, like, <laughs> that's so good. That is a film. <laughs> it's proof that he's, yeah. Do you want more wine? That is a film. No, I'm going I'm <laughs> <laughs> to say this one more time. He's never going to finish. That is a film that I watch at least once a month. Oh. If not every other month, but I watch it. You kind of uh, remind me of the Glass Man. It's actually Mister Glass. Mister Glass. It's actually Mister Glass, played right, by I'm Samuel L. Jackson. Glass Man. Lex Luthor. So, on that note, I'm looking at M. Night Shyamalan's uh, right. IMDb. I mean, if you just look at The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, Signs in the Village. I one did, of my I favorites of his that, was yeah. Lady in the Water. With Paul Giamatti. I like that one, yeah. I forgot about that, too. It's such a wonderful film. But then The Happening. You gotta mention The Happening. Wait, 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 wait. wait, (laughs) So awful. It's so bad. See, she's laughing in agreement. Hold on, hold on, people. We're just getting warmed (laughs) up. We're just getting warmed up in here. Uh, so you have let's go let's just backpedal you have the okay. sixth sense takes the country by storm oh, so good you know yeah. what I mean takes the country by storm then he comes back with Unbreakable probably one of the early preludes to the comic comic book genre it was a sl- complete sleeper too nobody went that's, to see it that's mm. year two thousand so so dates back pre nine eleven. Uh, then you have, yeah, I, guess. I mean, that, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but everything it, was different. Yeah, it was different. Was different. The way we thought, the way everything was done, it's true. No, you're right. The media had, and to if you look at, well, I know why I brought that up because the the the, the very theme Ooh. of that movie was terrorism. Yeah, the trains exploding. Yes, the and very theme like that. of that was terrorism. If that was 2001, it would have been taken very differently. It so, probably wouldn't have been made. Oh, right. Fight Club would have never been made. That's what we were. Oh I my was god, yeah. the you're right. We were talking Fight Club would have never been made. There were a lot of movies that wouldn't have gotten made. Yeah, it just that's how it is now. Mm. So I've always said this about uh, M Night Night, as we call him, <laughs> Shamalama Ding Dong. No, no, show respect, okay. show All respect. Right. I've always said he's been ahead of his time. I've always said that. And I've, I, I've heard you say it's that. It's one of the reasons why I what, do. What has he done that we're not appreciating that like he should be getting appreciation for? Well, the happening is one. You were talking oh about you were, the village. The vi- Okay, let's just keep it. Let me keep it okay, going. Keep it let, going. Let, me, let me just go back. Unbreakable. We're in agreement. Okay. Yeah, we do. We Signs do. is where there started started to be, well, I think the public thought there are some they saw issues that people, people didn't like the idea that the aliens couldn't handle water and things like that. So here's the deal, people. Uh, Signs. That's, that's true. Signs, that's like. Signs came out in 2002. It wasn't bad. Signs came out in 2002. A family living on a farm. Uh, mysterious crop circles pop up, uh, uh, which lead the, to... The lesser a, brother of River Phoenix starred in it. 
Yep, Joaquin Phoenix is his name. Uh, all right, um, wow. and so mean within this within these crop circles, and mysterious events start popping up, which there are aliens within the film. But the movie, much like Interstellar, has n- it's nothing to do with aliens. Right. It's Outside about the of family. how alien we are to ourselves. It's about the family. Yeah. The movie is, a, yes, is about uh, the signs uh, that you see within your life that test your faith. Mm. That's what the film is about. Has nothing to do with aliens. What tests your faith? Does a, a freaking flying saucer got to test your faith or losing your wife, seeing your wife cut in half? As within this film, uh, as he describes it, yeah. played by Mel it's, Gibson. It's funny that you say like faith because that's basically also the theme of the village, essentially. Absolutely. Well, the village, the village takes a community out of the chaos of the quote unquote present day community, right. and isolates them into their own village. But my point, my point with the village, and I think I can understand what people nitpick with that. It didn't have to be the twist that that happened. Well, the, it, that could we could have been told that at the beginning of the movie, yeah. and it would have been a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, the village itself, and it's also a bit of a paradox because the village they become they be, become everything that they feared. The reason why they right. left uh, the the mainstream America yeah. to protect themselves, they started creating their right. own. They demons. didn't like the violence. They didn't like yeah. the drugs. And but then to keep everybody in the village, they made up their own violent monsters to scare everybody mm-hmm. and you know it's obviously it's a terrible and, and, idea and, and instead of their drugs and crime they they committed yeah. their own crimes against their people by in, in, enslaving them and also the drug of of control you know what i mean yeah. they, there's there's other drugs that don't come in the form of a in shape of a pill and see that's 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 some of the stuff that people and the average moviegoer won't think that deep into a film same, especially they just, with they just want an true. enjoyable film especially yeah. with signs like like people so many films have been dumbed down over the years where people just want to see a flying saucer well, they that's want what to I was see worried about with interstellar actually the first time like people were saying oh we thought it was going to be an alien movie or we thought it was going to be well you, know, you got to find the balance I'm between glad art it and wasn't. entertainment you got to find that no, balance it, between art it, and entertainment it, it's it, tough. It, it, it comes down to the basic fundamentals as brandon pointed out in the beginning of the podcast of what makes us human (laughs) what makes us human you know love emotion faith you know what i mean all those different elements faith of what we can't understand and those make up the best films at least i think so so when you get to uh signs the village and even lady in the water has that same um i never actually got to see that one but i do uh, love paul giamatti we should all watch it together all right you know that sounds I mean? fun. Under a blanket. I was going to say, can we can we have one big communal blanket? With tonight? marshmallows. And popcorn. Oh my God, I want to do that. And let's not wear no. socks. What? No. Weird. I have very, very... Cold, good, wet feet. feet. You, yeah. I believe you. Yeah. You have Ew. webbed feet probably. Maybe. Oh God. Huh? Yeah. You're, like, you're like Patrick Duffy. No, they're just, they're a little, uh, they're smooth. My feet are very smooth, if that you're makes like, any you're sense. Like, you're, like, you're like Patrick Duffy in The Man from Atlantis. I have very like feminine feet. Do you really? Yeah. Soft, dainty feet. They're very soft. He you, does too. You can both really? of you guys have probably softer feet than me. I don't even I use lotion. Soft everything. I don't use any lotion. You, no. you want to? You want to feel my face? This podcast just took a turn <laughs> for the worse, people. I'm just saying. I have, I'm a, I have to this. Say. I have this contest that I do with my son. It's called <laughs> "I Bet You See Whose Face to Softer." Softer. Softer. I'm gonna tell y'all. <laughs> don't be so hard on yourself. Welcome, Welcome to American Riddle. 
He wants you to touch his face. So, so no, it's it's it's, it's, it's got hair on it now. It's oh. just, it's starting to. Uh, oh, you can hear it. Yeah, yeah. That's Sam awful. People. That's so weird. But I, I prep when <laughs> I do that every time you prove a point. It's like your sniff. Well, when I shave now, I I prep my <laughs> I my face uh, with uh, uh, I use Dollar Shave Club blades. Oh, I thought you were going to say olive oil. No, no, I've never heard it. I think I've heard something like that. But There's no oil or something. I use like heat. I use like hot and cold water. So I. Ooh, yeah, cold water is exactly what you're supposed to do because yeah. it contracts, it makes the blade colder, and it like gets a lot sharper. That's why yeah. he uses that metal tin. Yeah, that tin cup. That I, was tin talking cup. About. Uh, <laughs> I just run it under cold water. That's all no, I use doing. this. I've got this tin cup, this Irish tin cup that I use, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I put ice cubes in, and I put the the blade in. I don't know, like five five minutes before I shave, five or ten minutes, and let it soak in there. It gets really cold, and then I use the hot towel and I steam that, and I put it on my face for I don't know two to <laughs> two to five minutes. The process. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and then I, I have the little. What is the the little shaving uh, thing? You put the shaving cream on the as brush. Little, the brush. Uh, the, put that on all over, and then when I shave, it's just like it's, get it all foamy. It's, yeah, it's perfect. It's smooth. Do you have a strop? Do you have a strop that you sharpen your blade. No, on? no, I haven't got to that. I just use the the razors oh, from, okay. from Dollar Shave Club. Mm. Uh, that uh, they only do nice. like disposable razors, right? Yeah. Yeah, sent right to your house. That's gonna be wow. Are you, what are they, a sponsor? No, not yet. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't not approached them. But brought back, to you by Audible. <laughs> that's right. Back, back. We were talking about uh, M. Night. It's funny. I, I'm glad it's gone in this direction. Uh, M. Night. So we were looking at Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water, I mean, it's... it. it I mean, it, you can't go wrong with Paul Giamatti. No matter how bad the movie is, he well, makes everything better. Why do you like him so much? Uh, he is I like fantastic. him. American, I don't mind him. I'm one, just, I one know. movie. One movie. American Splendor. He was so he was unbelievable in that. in that movie. He was in Donnie Brasco. People don't even know that he wasn't. Yeah, he was. I don't remember yeah. that. And then he was like I mean, a federal agent Fugazi. And all the hipsters that want to sleep with him because of sideways. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, and he was also. He was Didn't off. that help the wine industry? No. Didn't that also, help the wine? Pinot Noir? We couldn't sell any Merlot. For I hate there. Merlot. Those are all the quotes from that. <laughs> he was also in uh, Howard Stern's Private Parts. He played, oh, God. Uh, he was so Mommy. good. He was That's so good true. on that. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was crazy. Oh, he's good. Mm. He was in uh, that he's movie great. about Santa Claus's brother, too. I had a script I was, I was, I was thinking about really? writing really? many, mm-hmm. many, many moons ago, and I wanted to present to him. Um, I wanted him to play Al Capone. Uh, he was younger, of course, but I wanted him to play Al Capone. I thought he would just be the perfect. This this is gonna sound like a tangent, but I gotta say that Boardwalk Empire has gotta have my favorite Al Capone. Even he's I like good. I like him more than uh, he's than, about, uh, what's his name in Untouchables. He's about uh, four foot fourteen. <laughs> is he too short? He's, he's, is he a little too short? He, yeah, he seems like he's a little. He's a little man, little guy. Yeah, but so uh, he was so good. But he yeah, beat somebody to death with the uh, so aggressive. with the uh, was it the Empire State Building that he had and he beat him to death with it or something? I don't remember what it was, but it was nasty. <sighs> Just well For done. No reason. He seems like a like a media whore. He loves all the attention. It was just a very well done script and well done actor. Did you like the good. end of that show? It was a little too Sopranos for me. I didn't like the blood ending. Two Sopranos? Well, it was just kind of like, oh, well, there you go. There's the ending. We're not going to give you any epilogue. I, I like epilogues. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I like a. I always. My favorite kind of way to end a show, and this might seem like the most gimmicky bullshit way. I like a little jump into the future. That's what Do I like. Do you think Interstellar is going to have a, a sequel? No. no, no. Nolan doesn't do that normally. It's pretty rare for him to be involved in sequels. Mm. Even though he's, I don't want to give the end away, but I don't know. You don't think they open it up for that? 
I mean, it could be somebody. It could it could be like Alien, where maybe they get a different director, like a, like a Cameron style director to do it up, again. I was looking up Al Capone from Boardwalk Empire. Stephen Graham is his name. Yeah, I'd never seen him before. I have he's, very he's, very good. He's been in. He's he's done some work here and there, and he's he's good at everything. Very intense. Tense actor. Uh, he had a very nice but, uh, little Brooklyn accent. Like, it all fit very well. Yeah. And Paul Giamatti, he's like that as well. Uh, very oh, he can intense, do those. He can do those, yeah. Very intense. And, and he's, he, I mean, he was, he was, you know, he was in the latest Spider-Man movie. I remember uh, Shoot 'Em Up. Uh, he was kind of a weird villain in that. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's, he's good. And he's great. Exceptional in, in Lady in the Water. Another uh, film about um, uh, a, a man who's... Uh, Whose faith has been uh, uh, is being tested? tested. Uh, should I, should I say he plays an apartment building superintendent, Cleveland Heap, and he rescues what he thinks is a young woman from a pool. Uh, he uh, but swimming it's a monster. Pool. Yeah. Well, no, she's a uh, oh, okay. she's like a, a, a I don't know, like a. Sea I think she's supposed to be a something. mermaid. Yeah, mermaid. Yeah. But mermaids are evil. So are they? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know much about mermaids. Uh, she's played. It's, uh, she's played by uh, Mermaid. Is played by Dallas Howard, Bryce Dallas Howard, Ron mm. Howard's daughter. <laughs> Movie has everyone in it. it. Has Jeffrey Wright. God damn. She's been in other stuff recently. Uh, yeah, she's all yeah. over the place. Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah. Um, but Lady in the Water. If you haven't seen it, you need to do yourself a favor and see it. I'd love to to talk more about M Night Shyamalan on the podcast. But yes, right after Lady in the Water. Uh, in 2008, he did The Happening. You down with uh, directors who put themselves in movies, by the way, like a Tarantino or a Shyamalan? Eh, you know. Tarantino puts himself in little more obvious roles. Like Shyamalan hides himself in movies usually. But like, what do you think about that? Has Hitchcock ever put himself in there? Well, every movie. It's shadows in every movie. Yeah. You know that. Come yeah, on, but man. I mean, like... No, no, he's never actually acted in it. Okay. But like the, the silhouette is like a big deal with him. I, thought, yeah, yeah. I love silhouettes. Yeah, I like silhouettes too. My logo is a silhouette. Silhouettes play a very big part in the movie oh, Psycho. Yeah. yeah, there's a reason why I have a silhouette. Next time you watch Psycho, pay very close attention to Pretty the Pretty much everything, everything I've done, <laughs> All right, no, everything, no. a lot of stuff that I've done is film-related. Like my first wine shop, it was called Premier Wine Cellars. I named it after Premier, the movie magazine. Uh, yeah, the silhouette of my wine uh, consulting company uh, that, I, that I represent, mm-hmm. X amount of wineries, it's loosely based on Hitchcock. Loosely. Mm. I mean, we have the same face. <laughs> <laughs> we have the same big cheeks. Mm. Yeah. Hitchcock's um, Yeah, everything I do is based on film. It's, there's always some Easter egg that no one knows but my twisted mind. When I <laughs> decide to divulge this secret, uh, then you know. Just like You ever saw Lady Vanishes? Just like the film I uh, made, Paideia and the Nine Elements Hip Hop, is, I mean, is based on... The, the titles are based on all the Indiana Jones movies. That's how I came up with the title. So it's like, hmm. one day I'll do a director's commentary. What was that? Did I see what? Lady Vanishes. It's an no. old Hitchcock movie. No. About this woman, I have it, on, I think. woman on a train. You yeah, I think I have disappears. it. You have it, but you oh, haven't so seen good. it? Yeah. I have a whole bunch of old movies that uh, mm. Ileana Douglas has been educating me on and <laughs> telling me to watch. Oh, I see. She hasn't you, told me to watch any Hitchcock stuff, but I have a bunch of old movies that she recommended. I see. So you'll to go to her for recommendations. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Yeah. We <laughs> celebrity. Well, we actually, yeah, I see how it is. Mm-hmm. Even We're though you know, people, I'm, you know, I'm, he's got to he's got to move it on. I'm a traditionally trained film critic, but he won't. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I I take all my advice from Ileana Douglas. That's totally yes. legit. If you say I something, know. it goes in one ear, 
out the other. I know it does. <laughs> no, I know it does. I know. If uh, if Miss Douglas speaks, I listen. You won't, this is you, true. You won't let me take you to like a Truffaut or a Jean-Luc Godard movie or anything? No, you can't take me to any movie. I got you, man. You eat all the popcorn. I do. I spill it all over myself. <laughs> but uh, back to what you're saying about the happening. Yeah, the happening definitely took a, a turn for the worse the way the audience uh, perceived M. Night. I personally enjoyed the happening. I own it. I own it on Blu-ray. It's in my library. And it is one that I watch probably <laughs> once every six months. You're a confusing man. <laughs> what? Why? I just, I just don't understand that movie. It's Well, no, I mean, like, it's just, it's so wrought with issues overall, just everything about it. Like what? The way they the way that they get get into like solving this the mystery of why everybody's dying is just so absurd. I'm and then when they, the they when they get to the conclusion about exactly what's that, I don't know how much stuff we're going to spoil about every single. M- we well, can spoil every M Night Shyamalan movie. No, now, it's basic. It's a, sci- a science teacher and his wife and young daughter struggle to oh, survive. It's the Mark Wahlberg one. Okay, struggle to survive. Oh, John Leguizamo. A, let me finish. Yeah, it sh- struggles to survive a plague that causes those infected to commit suicide. Oh, yeah. This plague. Is is a okay. result of the Earth rejecting mm-hmm. rejecting yeah. yep. uh, what's been what what we have done to her. Now this is something that parallels today. If you take it, some of the diseases that are going on today. What, what how does how does the does how has Mother Earth Earth no. cleansed itself the, over the the billions of years that it's been you, around? You compared it's, Shyamalan to Nolan and like. In that in that same way, these movies are almost comparable, like Happening and Interstellar, like where Nolan is able to remove it from the political, from like the what makes it sort of uh, antagonizing to one side of the aisle or the other. Like M. Night Shyamalan doesn't even attempt to do that. It's just straight up. Uh, this is like a movie about global warming, and this is a movie about how mankind is fucking up the earth, and you yeah. know we should stop doing that. And maybe that's a good point, but I think it only hurt the movie. Maybe it made yeah, it very I, unapproachable to like fifty percent of the people. Yeah, and go. it was it was fine with me. It, no, it, it, and it, maybe that is, but like Interstellar is approachable to everybody, I think, and that's yeah. why it's better. Yeah, maybe. it's it, you're right. Yeah, I I have to agree that there is a different method. Yeah. I'm a uh, flaming to, liberal, but there, I still thought it, like uh, that happening was too political. There is a different method to the madness, and there's definitely a different method to crafting a story. Yeah, and. I think that they they parallel each other, but I think you're right that uh, that that M Night does it a more direct approach. Yeah. where um, maybe it's a bit much. I mean, it's good where, he has a voice. Every director isn't a director if he doesn't have a voice, and where, Shyamalan um, does. Where 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 Nolan definitely puts those pieces out there, but he puts them in an abstract way mm-hmm. where the viewer has the opportunity opportune. Uh, That's a great way to say abstract. To, yeah. yeah, to 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 put those pieces together to see fit right. how it fits in their his or her world. Yeah, you you don't like go up to like a toddler and say like this is how you do this. You like you, yeah. you put all the pieces of the puzzle in front of them and let them figure it out. But I think I think I think that that that, that M Knight I think to his credit M Knight possesses and has demonstrated that up in. Hell, he has Unbreakable. Definitely happened. had more. And of that. I think what happens within this, and this is another one of my kind of crazy theories, is that what happens uh, uh, with most directors that I've seen a decline in their storytelling mm-hmm. is when they have children. <laughs> when they have ch- no, but see, I'm not even trying to be funny though. When they have children, I gotcha. But when that it doesn't uh, Nolan prove that is false though, because his movie is all about it's good because he has children. Nolan has children. Yeah. How, That's old, why how old are they? 
Well, I don't know. But I assume he's had a daughter at some point because that movie screams, this think, is personal. I think when young young children, yeah, if she's older. That's I would, a very personal movie. I'd be like willing to Nolan bet. You know, absolutely. But I'd be willing to bet they're, they're young. Look take, it up, Miriam. Look it up. Take, up. take Lucas, for instance. Take Lucas. Oh, boy. When he yeah. adopted all his hundred children or whatever. Yeah, he started going off a little bit and, and his storytelling Jar, Jar Jar Binks exists because of his children. You're exactly. right. You're right. And same thing, M. Night. M. Night started devi, excuse me, deviating around that time. So I didn't know about his children. I actually didn't, you know, I don't really follow that stuff usually. Because right after the happening, he did Last Airbender, which was because his son came to, one of his children, I'm assuming it's his son, came to him. four children. Who? I think Christopher Nolan has four kids. Yeah, but what are their ages? I'm curious. I guarantee they're they're more than teens. The internet is a very creepy age. I'm I'm thinking they're more than teens. It's possible, but like it doesn't matter. You still have the experience of having a young daughter. It changes you, man. Children change. Well, when they grow up, because they, no, so when they, you have a young kid, you're different than when you have an older kid. Yeah, you're a lot. Yes, okay. yes. Like my son, there was a time before my son when when I would do things that were just completely reckless, more of a thrill seeker. I, I raced yeah. cars. I would race cars driving down the road on cruise control, standing mm-hmm. up outside of the sunroof with the lights off yeah. at night. I would do crazy, crazy things. Just, just did in no regard for my life or anyone else's. Yeah. Um, yeah. As soon as I had my son, that changed a lot of things. The way I, I looked at things, even, 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 even the way you know, if I go out. And would go out and get a, a birthday card or something like like that for him. I, I saw myself choking up and being more sensitive uh, to to different parts of life. I don't know. It's even movies. Movies. Saw, I would I would look at it in a different way. Yeah, I could still feel, but mm-hmm. even would take Inter, in, Interstellar, for example. I looked at that differently and was emotionally oh, course, yeah. touched to it. Looking at it as a father, than I would. Had I not, I'm not saying that someone who doesn't have a child will look at it different, but I think it's, it, it softens did, did you, you have, up. Did you have a kid when Frequency came out? I don't know what year was Frequency. Frequency was that really was like good. 2003, 2004, something yeah, like that. Yeah, my so, son, yeah. My son was born in 01. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Did you see that and feel a little more powerful about that movie? Because that, that's basically the movie about fatherhood. Like, there's no better movie, I feel I, like. It, it, yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't, I don't know if, it, you know. No, but my point was, <laughs> you were going to say something about um, no. No, it but looks like they're it, yeah. all over the place. He's got an older son. Yeah, there are. There's He's a Brit. Younger ones. They too. have a lot of children. Yeah, yeah. four yeah. kids, three sons, one daughter. Yeah. Okay. So they, hey, daughter. There you go. Different. Point proven. And if they're, what do you That's mean by it. they're all over the place? They seem like he's got an older son. He yeah, might have kids yeah. in America now or something. I'm telling you. Because I think he lives younger. here now. It's not a theory I invest a lot of time in, but I've noticed within certain filmmakers that the child or children have played a significant role in the shifting of their style. Well, I think every filmmaker well, probably shifts them. It just it, depends if it's good or bad. If Tarantino had a child, if he had a daughter tomorrow, 
I guarantee you his style. Even Kevin, Kevin, uh, well, uh, Rodriguez, Kevin, Rodriguez, uh, made the Spy Kids movies yeah. because he had kids. He, he was making some of the most violent yes, movies it's, the country made back then. Like, I think it's because they're thinking about the future of their, you know, their kids are going to see this or they're making something that they yeah, want but their I'm children not to be able to see. Right. Or, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It, but there it can, can be, be changes. I don't think you can blame children, like, and like Shyamalan having again, kids on the happening. Again, bad. I'm not, I'm not, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not blaming. I enjoyed uh, the happening. I know you did. I enjoyed I it. I, like I said, I own it and I watch it. I put That's it amazing. on. That's amazing I, that you enjoy that movie. I do. I'm just amazed. <laughs> but you have to understand something to do. I enjoy it for, for many other reasons. Like I, I love a, I love a good horror film or a suspense thriller that doesn't make sense. Godzilla <laughs> really doesn't make sense. Frankenstein, you know, it's like, okay, this is going to happen. You know, none of that stuff really makes sense. It just, it's just, here it is. Deal with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Earth is, is 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 now the plants are now uh, secreting some sort of uh, some some sort of plague that when it gets in your system, you don't think rationally and you end up killing yourself. Hook, line, and sinker from Malcolm Riddle. I'm just like, all right. I, I put myself. <laughs> I need, I need how to would know I, why. And it's how would I deal with that? Yes, I don't. I don't think that if you're in a jeep and you put the windows up in the jeep, you're you're good. You know, you're you're screwed because it comes in through the vents. Your your car's not airtight. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. People don't like Mark Wahlberg. I like Mark Wahlberg. Oh, there's you know nothing I mean? wrong with Mark Wahlberg. I like Mark that's Wahlberg. Not, that's I'm not a fan issue. of Mark Wahlberg. I don't like him. I, you know I, I mean? still think of him as Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. I liked him. I liked him oh then. Gosh, I liked him now. You know what I mean? That. It's, have you even seen like uh, I Heart Huckabees or something like that where he's yeah. like the fireman? He's, he's like a crazy. Hard, you know why I like him? Because he's, 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 he's determined and he's a, he's a hard worker. He never stops he commits coming to the, the movies, game. Yeah. He's got the eye of the tiger, Miriam. He'll Tossi. do action movies. He'll do comedy. He's got he'll the do eye everything. of the tiger, Miriam Tosh. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't think he's that great of an actor. <laughs> he want, He's winning me over with his hard work. Like every every year, he's doing something. A lot of people work hard. I, I don't think, think so. I don't think everybody works that hard. I think there's some uh, lazy actors out there. So I think um, like Matthew McConaughey better. He works hard now. <laughs> I think he worked Maybe, hard then. He might be, just, you know, you don't know. Maybe Matthew McConaughey, it all comes easy to him. He's you know? he's he's definitely figured out. Uh, Matthew McConaughey has figured out the game and how to make it benefit him. And he's also thinking about. I believe I can't put words in his mouth, but he's also thinking about the future. Since he's got mm. married, he's definitely changed. I think he's always known the game, but he also knew this is how, here's how you make money: romantic comedies. They are easy, yeah, and but, they make you money. But he stopped that. No, I know he did, but I'm saying like he and that was he, wise. he he knew because he did good movies before he got into that rut. He did very the good first movies. movie I remember him from, of course, Days and Confused. Yeah, and like Richard Linklater. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's 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 fantastic. I mean you know it's uh it's it's an evolution that uh, is it's a it's a fun watch. Definitely, he also is like just doesn't age anymore. Like, cause he looked like he was thirty and dazed and confused. <laughs> no, I think he's. I think he is. I think that, that when you when you do what he does, uh, De Niro did it. Um, uh, DiCaprio has done it, and Christian Bale has done it. When you lose, when you gain weight, lose weight, and you put your body through that type of trauma, it it's it it starts it takes to show. Toll, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it, I can you can see it. I mean, the thing about living in the age we live in, in HD, uh, it takes no prisoners. HD yeah. takes no prisoners. You can see, um, but, he's, he's, but he looks he's good. good. He looks great. He looks great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's he's a young man, uh, and he's uh, he had to starve himself for the last like two or three movies. Like uh, he looked Dal- a little, little like gaunt Dal- in this film. Yeah, Dallas Buyers Club. He had to starve himself, and then he was still pretty skinny in Wolf of Wall Street. 
He was still yeah. very skinny. Oh, was, true. Was, you could tell he had just finished Dallas or, yeah. or was getting ready for I mean, it or something. And he was he was he was very thin in uh, True Detective. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, all but his performance. I mean, you don't when you when someone delivers. A so performance convincing. on that level. When someone de- de- develops a performance on that level, <laughs> you, he ceases to be Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, and that's the type of of actor he's 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 become. I mean, yeah. he's he's uh, yeah, he's, he's gonna become he's the just, next John Lithgow because he was in that movie too. <laughs> he's wonderful to watch. I, he's also wonderful to watch. Oh God, yeah, Lithgow is a he's a he's quite the the, the presence. He does a lot of plays uh, in New York. I always wish I could go, but way, no way I could ever make you it. Hipster. They're super expensive. Yeah. You hipster. Because <laughs> I want to go see a play with John Lithgow in it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. I'm going to hit you over the head with this microphone. Apparently plays are not an acceptable medium anymore. I didn't know that. Everybody shut down the Kennedy Center. Plays aren't cool anymore. No. All right? No. No more Kennedy Center honors. No more ballets. If I see you at a ballet, I'm going to strangle you. I went to the Nutcracker. I believe year. you. Yeah. You look like you went to the Nutcracker. I used to do I was going to go. Uh, I was going to go see La Boheme. La Boheme. La Boheme. La Boheme. That's probably it's a really good, good opera. It's a good opera. It's probably why you have weird feet. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing ballet on his tippy toes for so long. No, I would. I would never be a ballet like dancer, but I would be like one of those guys who like contributes to the dancers. What do they call them? Like the uh, fluffers. What? No, the oh. people who like you like sponsor one dancer or something when you're. Uh, Paying for the ballet, you never heard of that? No, uh, sponsor. I want to be a ballet sponsor. That's weird. Thank you. <laughs> it's a good art form. I used to. So do it. I, moving I right do. along. Also, a couple films that I've seen. I talked about it on the last podcast. I didn't get to uh, probably because one of the moods I was in on on the past two podcasts. I saw uh, Nightcrawler mm-hmm. with about uh, the superhero mutant, right? Absolutely not. Okay. Wrong again. Kurt Wagner, the German no, this, X-Men. Yeah, this was, uh, is, that a, is that someone? Yeah, that was the, uh, it was uh, in the X-Men comics. It was uh, Nightcrawler was a pretty badass superhero. He could teleport. No, Night, Nightcrawler stars Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal oh, yeah. plays. Oh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's brother. Correct. <laughs> Nightcrawler pl- um, uh uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays Lou Bloom. He is a uh, he is a journalist uh, in uh, uh, Los Angeles, and he goes out to get uh, kind of like a uh, I wouldn't say tabloid, but uh, what is it? The TMZ. That is a hundred percent a tabloid. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. I say kind of like, but he's not. Oh. He's actually working alongside like uh, the news media and going out, uh, uh, you know, getting raw footage and then bringing it back and freelance. He's a freelance, okay. uh, like uh, Peter Parker. He's a freelance videographer, and uh, uh, in the beginning, he doesn't start out that way. He's—I uh, forget what he was in the beginning of the film, but uh, he just happened to be on the side of the road and he witnessed uh, some of those uh, tabloid journalists uh, taking video. And he was like, basically, he looks at it, looks at life, and said, and he, he starts connecting dots. He's just like, well, I could do that too. Let me see. He wants to be accepted. He's one of those weird. Uh, um, introverted characters where he wants to, he yearns to be part of the quote unquote in crowd, mm-hmm. but he's, he's very obscure. Uh, and I was drawn to this film just based on the trailer. Also some of Jake Gyllenhaal's uh, past work, uh, which I recently saw. Of course I revisited uh, Zodiac. I got like a love hate um, relationship with him. Sometimes I like his stuff. He was in a film called uh, prisoners 
uh, end of watch that I've mm. I've I've seen recently. Uh, bu- 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 Did you like Jarhead? That was a good one. I thought he was. He was in one that I saw. Yes, he Jarhead. I, yeah. Everything that he's done reminds me of of kind of a De Niro esque style. Oh, Jarhead definitely sort of fits. In fact, I think they watched the Deer Hunter or something in the movie. They yeah. watched that movie. Well, him and the way he <laughs> if you're talking if we want to continue yeah. this conversation about picking the right roles, I think Gyllenhaal is on that same. Uh, trajectory. Where he picks very serious roles. I kind of miss the Donnie Darko type movies. And he could have easily gone into the kind of Playboy uh, romance, mm. uh, romantic comedy yeah, he uh, films, and may have done one or two. But uh, this guy, man, there's a movie out called Enemy. If you get a chance to find that, it's on Amazon. And I, Netflix? I, don't, I don't know if it's on Netflix, Netflix but it's on no. Amazon. You can rent it. Probably rent it on iTunes too. Uh, I, uh, Enemy is about a man that seeks out his exact look a lot. You would like this film. It's a guy. It's a guy that <laughs> in his life he, he imagine yourself. You're 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 walking down the street. And you see somebody that looks exactly like you to the T. Weird as fuck. Yeah, it's almost like parallel universes. And there's 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 it's some it's a it's a it's a very um, uh, fascinating look on what you would do if you had the opportunity to switch. One life to how, another. How very Dickensian, and uh, that's what he does in his <laughs> film. He switches for for I think a weekend with his exact lookalike, and his exact lookalike lives a different life. Yeah, lives a different life. Has a wife, expecting beautiful wife. Success. He's a successful actor. Uh, he's loved and revered. Has fans, yeah. and he switches with him. And uh, the, the Prince the, and the Popper, yeah, the story unfolds, but it's uh, it's got a very wicked, twisted ending. So if you if you find that, you should you should definitely rent. It's called it. Enemy. Enemy, yeah, yeah, fantastic film. He was also fantastic in. Uh, I haven't it, even heard of that. In Prisoners, uh, Prisoners. I did like Prisoners. That wasn't that long ago. Very either. dark. That's, pretty recent. That's still yeah. on HBO, I think. Yeah, very dark. But in uh, back to um, uh, back to Nightcrawler, he. Uh, uh, he, I mean, he de- he delivers a, a, a four star performance. I mean, he he, he nails yeah. it. Uh, almost a like I said, a De Niro esque, Travis right. Bickle esque. I miss the lighthearted style. stuff, but it's not like he's on a bad trajectory. He's doing what he what he's doing. He's good at it. Yeah, and this 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 is another film much like uh, Gone Girl and uh, some other film that I saw. I can't remember, but it's, it was one of those films that makes you look at yourself and ourselves. Uh, how we are as an, a, a society, how our thirst for more, for mm. control, uh, dominates our uh, you know our ability to make the right decisions, and so he's he is full of lust and greed, trying to be accepted in uh, in his uh, a workplace that he created for himself. It's sort and, of like an era of those movies. Now you have that, you have uh, Gone Girl, you have. Uh Wolf of Wall Street sort of fits into that too. Yeah, it's like yeah. A, let's look at society and see all the excess and well, the greed it's, it's, and the everything and yeah. show a mirror on it, us. It shows us what road we're going down, and, yeah. and yeah. Nightcrawler shows us the road we're going down from what we watch on television and how those choices are made to put them on television and why yeah. it's it's how manipulative so manipulative. It is. Too. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So it it goes in for news for just a quick few seconds. Or a lead-in story and why they choose those and what extremes they go through to make those choices, to purchase those videos or stories, and not only that, but to get those stories. And so Jake Gyllenhaal's character goes out 
and he does how people get them. <laughs> he does everything and anything to get those stories by, uh, you know, using his, using a car, using police scanners, mm-hmm. and a, a you know a, a, a handy cam to record those stories. Mm-hmm. And then the people, uh, the quote unquote powers that be, purchase those to put them up for your entertainment early in the morning news. Uh, so it's. Cool. I wonder how much research they went into it. Like if they really tried to make sure that it was as realistic. Fantastic the, film, yeah. though. But fantastic film. Uh, like I said, Jake Gyllenhaal's in there. Um, Bill Paxton's in it. Mm. Um, can't go wrong with Paxton. I love that guy. No, Big Love. Can't. He was. A, he's a good, good actor. Sorry. I saw some of that. Yeah, it's a. It's 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 four Twister. stars. I mean, it's, Twister. It is. One. It is. It, it's a fantastic film. And like I said, he's on that. He's along the same side. Like I said, when you when you when you when you talk Matthew McConaughey, you got to throw Jake Gyllenhaal in there. If you throw Leonardo DiCaprio in there, you put in De Niro. Well, De Niro no. is more kind of the Godfather. Now I was gonna say like DiCaprio is obviously like the most of following in his footsteps, especially with his pairing with Scorsese and everything. Yeah, yeah, but DiCaprio, he he his his persona, unfortunately, and he never really played that role with the exception of the women that he's dated. He's kind of attached to as a playboy, and people. But like seem when he's to, an actor, he's, he yeah, never but, plays that character really. Yeah, but I've noticed at least in the circles that I hang with, people perceive him to be as a, a playboy. And he, I think it, it uh, the the for some reason that the respect in the Hollywood community, he he doesn't seem to get what he, he's deserved. I think. I think there's. I, don't, I mean, weird. like he, he gets nominated. Wasn't he nominated for like the Aviator? I don't think nomination is everything, but I but think, I'm saying that's respect. It is. It is to some greater degree, I guess. But he's. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't know. Some people just either like him or they don't. Oh, yeah. Do you get that? You're more tapped into that. I have no idea. Man. Hmm? Maybe it is the pretty boy aspect. I don't know. I, I mean, think, I, res- I, think I love he's him. A very good actor. He's I'm a definitely fan. gotten out of that. I don't read Us Weekly like. But you do I do Malcolm. think he's a playboy. I definitely think that Wolf, the character he plays in Wolf of Wall Street, is very similar to his actual character in real life. I don't think he Ooh. is. I think he. Life. I think he could be. I, I'd do some coke with that dude. I think he's. I think he's. Uh, I think he's more intellectual. I think he's. Uh, I hope. I, yeah, I mean, but he's, he he's a big he's advocate. Not, he of, doesn't really do interviews and stuff like that. You don't really get to know him as a person. I think that makes private, him more respectable. Yeah, I think that makes him a lot more respectable when when he doesn't flaunt any he's of that a, crap. He's a he's a throwback to old Hollywood. Yeah, that's what he looks up the to. I mean, best. he's been in the business his whole life. Yeah, the, I mean, he is old Hollywood the now. The best of you know? old Hollywood. He's Clark Gable or something. Yeah, you know? I think he embodies. So, he's Jack I Lemmon him as an actor. I think he's made I think, better I think, choices. I later. think DiCaprio is along the same lines as like a uh, George Clooney, where they they have uh, different charities and different things that yeah, they stand he's very up active for. For that stuff. And oh I yeah, ever, yeah. You know. he's an activist and yeah. uh, and he's calculated about what he picks and yeah. the people mm-hmm. he surrounds himself with. He knows how to play the game. Yeah. So. But I, you're right, though. It, I don't think he's viewed by his community, his peers, the same way. I think definitely there is a little bit of a they, people. I don't know, distance themselves or put him on this certain wavelength that they're just not part of. You know, it's just yeah. Kind of like he's over there and we're here. You know, I don't know. I, I still like him. I always will. But I still think he's a player. Ooh. He's not a player. He just crushes a lot. So if he asked you out, you'd be like, no. I'm not into white boys like no. that. No. Oh, no white boys. No white boys. No. But if it was Talib Kweli or... <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. married. <laughs> Denzel Washington. No. Terrence Howard. Common. Common. Yeah, look at her. 
Nas. You into Nas? Oh, he's, he's with someone, too. Common single. Seal. Would you Would you date Seal? No. No? But he's got a cool face. You would date Seal, wouldn't yeah. you? I'd be like, yeah, I'm with the dude who's got that acid face. He serenaded face. me, maybe. I love him. <laughs> I'm totally doing it. Yeah. Brandon Alter. I mean, was, the, was he was just with Heidi Klum. That looks really good for me. But yeah, that's um those those yeah, let's just let's just sum it up. I mean, so you've you've got uh you've got a couple movies that if you haven't seen them, if you haven't seen uh You mentioned a lot of movies. Interstellar, <laughs> that's one to see. Nightcrawler, another one I'd recommend. We didn't talk about Birdman. We didn't talk about Birdman. Uh, I still we'll do, save that for yeah. another maybe maybe uh, that's your I'll homework. Have to go see. That's yeah. your homework to go see Birdman, and we can we can talk about that's the one I was talking about. How we look at each ourselves is another another that film that, that I'd like to talk about. Big Hero Six too at some point too. I haven't seen that yet, yet, so well, I'm sure we will get into that uh, on another program. I know we don't usually talk about kids' movies, yeah. No, no, there were. I didn't have kid movies growing up. My kid movies were Jaws and. Uh, <laughs> And I mean, that's a kid's movie, right? Like, kid, when on Halloween. me when I saw On Halloween, you, like, rent it, and then you watch it when your parents don't know you're going to watch it. That's how we did no, it. No, my parents took me to those movies. <laughs> yeah. No, mm-hmm. I, I, I went my to My parents see, took me to see Stripes. Yeah, I saw American. <laughs> driving. I saw American Werewolf in London in the movie theater and The Thing in the movie theater. Mm. American Werewolf in London is a comedy. That's not a horror Both movie. rated R. No, As I was. A child? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's got some zombies and dead people and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so. Uh, but yeah, on on that note, you you all have some homework to do if you haven't seen any of these films, and all of them I highly recommend, gotcha. including M Night Shyamalan. Brandon, right, I'm sorry. you need to go see. It's my opinion. All right, all right. Check out uh, Lady in the Water, and I will. Uh, let me know. I'm going to watch a Memento again. I will definitely and watch it just because Paul Giamatti's so good. It doesn't matter who directed a movie with him. For me, that's my opinion. I love that's him. Good. Yeah, he's a little more open minded. That's he's good. awesome. So oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Brandon. It was it was good to take a stroll down memory lane and mm. uh, Mazel Tov, man. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I was just thinking that. I know you were. I know you were. Amazing. Drink that wine. There you go. Take it to the head. Why don't you take it to the take it right out of the bottle? No. Oh yeah. On that note, yeah. Also the uh, on that note, how many times are you going to say that? I, I did. Uh, I su- submitted the uh, Mangria samples oh, yeah. to Sadat X and Will Tell. They received the wine, sent me a message saying they got the wine. Oh, nice. So it should be coming up on an episode. I'll keep uh, you guys posted when they review. Is this a Man- wine podcast? It yeah. is. It's a, uh, it's a wine it's a, it's a, it's a, TV series on like YouTube. Web, oh, web sort of like Wine show. Library. You yes, ever watch that? Except it's starring Sadat X okay. from Brand Nubian. Cool. So it's hip hop meets the wine world and I submitted Adam Carolla's Mangria. I like that blend of two things. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. I thought it would be a, I thought it would be a good uh synergy for a, that. Yes. <laughs> yes, a great synergy. So, uh, we'll wait and see and I'll keep you posted and and once the review is in, no matter what they say, I'll post it. I'm I'm kind of curious to see what happened, right? I am too. Hope they show us some love. So, on that note, uh, mm. definitely tune in. Check me out on uh, Twitter, Malcolm Riddle, at Malcolm Riddle. Oh, there right? you go. Promoting, right? finally. Yeah, and yeah. You did it the last few episodes. And uh, <laughs> on Facebook at Malcolm Riddle. If I wasn't on it. Go on the web at American Riddle while they're talking in the background. <laughs> and you can find Brandon on Twitter at Zombie Moses. No one noses. <laughs> Wow. You know what I mean? You knew my right. Twitter handle. I know your Twitter okay. handle. You're not on Twitter that much, but... Uh, uh, not enough. I need to get back on if you're going to promote me like this. <laughs> I need you on because I post a lot of stuff on Twitter. So Instagram also. I'm on at Malcolm Riddle. So, mm. Mariam Tazi. You know, What's her handle? 
princess. Is it? Is it princess? No, 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 no. no. Miriam at princess. I was getting ready to say goodbye to Miriam Tazi. So Miriam Tazi <laughs> and Brandon Alter, thank you for joining the show. As always, this is Malcolm Riddle saying, "Domino, motherfucker." Here we stand. Hold on.